And good evening. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With the folks you've been finding the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense because this is Okay, back. Hear Me Out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Bad. Bad. You bad you cut off the 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 man, the myth, the legend, Don Pettit. I was really jamming out to that. <laughs> I'm doing great on on Ruined my day. <laughs> No one cares about Aaron's uh, small problems with our intro song this week, even though it's a great intro I'm, I'm song. Sorry, one Don. of the best intro songs that we have. Well, one of the best, yes. Yeah. Right, right. It's on my short list. What, you know what else is on your short list? Reading that voicemail oh, number. Jesus Christ. I knew it. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I thought we fired Bob. Why would you fire me? Oh, I nailed this. That's all true. The time. Your third strike was not being here last week. That's not a strike on my, the, the voicemail number. You know reading. what? I will fuck it up because I have not even thought about doing it. So, Perfect. Bob, Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> you are only on strike two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's fine. If you uh, you want to call us, you can call us at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. Go ahead and give us a, a, a ring and a voicemail. Duke he did that fucked great. It up so bad before we uh. <laughs> before we actually started. He fucked it up real bad pre-recording. Right. But you know, you got it recorded. That's all it counts. He did a good job. Thank you so much Duke for filling in and getting that number out there unmolested. I mean, with with the Duke's quality reading of it, uh up to par reading of it, did we get any extra voicemails this last week? We did, but like every other episode before this one, we're going to do the voicemails at the very end of the show. So everyone can Perfect. listen to the show, hear all the topics, and then if they really want to listen to our fans calling in, then they can do that and join in as I mean, well. I wasn't prompting you to play one now. I was just trying to tease the listeners to be excited for the end of the episode. Exactly. That's what we're all about, like teasing, until after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to all the right, break. All right, guys. <laughs> As you all know, I am quite the fan of outer space and ball-shaped geometry. Do you guys know what the Himawari 8 is? No idea. No? Am I, am I supposed to? Neither of you have ever heard of the Himawari 8? No. I, I wouldn't okay. even... Not, not, I mean, not until you brought it up, no. I don't even know where to start spelling that word. <laughs> with an H, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely with an H. <laughs> okay, you do know where to start. Well, shut up. All right. So anyways, <laughs> the Himawari 8 is a Japanese weather satellite. It is one of the first things that is ever mentioned when they're like, no, space has to be real. The Himawari 8 takes pictures of Earth every 10 minutes. That's where we get all we get a bunch of weather data from. It was even on like Joe Rogan. He was like, the Himawari 8 proves that flat Earth is fucking stupid. And, uh... I dug into what the Himawari 8 actually does. So it's a, it's in geosynchronous orbit with the Earth. It's like all your satellite dishes. It basically, uh, it sits between, I believe it's like between the Earth and the Sun's gravity. Wait, no, it can't do that, actually. Jeez, I already fucked up right at the beginning. Because it actually sees the Terminator line, so it can't be between the Earth and the Sun. Anyways, it's 
there, it's a fucking weather satellite that supposedly takes pictures and updates them every 10 minutes of Earth, and that's where we get a bunch of our weather data from. Uh, to, uh, just to read from here, we'll read from Wikipedia. This is how this is how you know what's what it really does. The role of the Himawari 8 is to provide typhoon, rainstorm, weather forecasts, and other related reports for Japan, East Asia, and Western Pacific region. It is also responsible for ensuring the safety of ships, aviation, and observing the environment of the Earth. Its temporal and spatial resolutions enables it to observe disastrous events in remote places, such as volcanic eruptions, and was able to capture the Tianjin explosions in 2015 and the Hunga Tonga Hunga High Pi eruption of 2022. Nice. That was a mouthful. <laughs> Hunga Tonga Hunga. I would have just skipped that if I read. <laughs> I would have just rolled right Jesus. past that and just. <laughs> that sounds like it deserved to get fucking enveloped in lava. It's awesome. Hey, but now we know about it and can make fun of it for it. Um, yeah. It sounds like a very useful satellite. Like it's it's solving right. real problems, giving us data on you know actual situations around the, the Pacific theater. Yeah, it's actually supposed to be retired this year too for the Himawari Nine, which is basically floating around in outer space, just waiting to be activated to take over for this one that's supposed to fail any day now. So, anyways, this is what this thing that that's what they claim this satellite does. Sound. Reasonable so far? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so they have a... Uh, you can go find out information and see a bunch of the pictures that they take. Uh, FTP.NNVL.NOAA.gov. That's where like the repository of all these old pictures are. One thing that was annoying when I was trying to look this up is they actually moved the repository to a different location and they got rid of a bunch of the pictures randomly. They might still be in there because there's a shit ton of folders. So there might be like an archive in this repository of images. Okay. But I couldn't find them in time for this episode, so I can't show you the compare and contrast. But still got what I needed out of it. So I'm going to start with the site description. Imagery in the GOES archive, and GOES stands for Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellites, goes. So okay. go to their site description. And it's the imagery in the GOES archive are presented as is, with no quality control beyond the initial checkout and acceptance of the original processing code. Blah, blah, blah. So all images in the GOES archive are processed in MCITIS using GOES Channel 1 visible and GOES Channel 4 infrared data. The underlying colored land image is fr from the NASA Blue Marble Next Generation data set. No, but, what, what's the NASA Blue Marble Next Generation data set? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know what the blue marble is? Bob, you at least know what the blue marble is, right? No. What the fuck? <laughs> Everybody, all you people that believe the Earth is a globe know nothing about anything that they ever, about it at all. You guys, you guys drive me fucking insane. The blue marble is the picture in like 2002 that they put on all the iPhones. It's a picture of Earth. It's the picture of Earth that you always see. Okay. That the guy cool. that's like the R Rob Simmons guy. It's like, it is Photoshopped because it, it, it has to be. That okay. that guy? Yeah, yeah. So they basically tell you right off the bat in the site description that we put our our infrared data over top of the blue marble. They just so all of the image of Earth that you see on these space photos right off the bat is wrapped around what's already a photoshopped composite data set that they just wrapped around a ball. So 
it's not photos of the ball. It's the infrared data that matters, though. Like, they could put it over a generic sphere and it have the same significance, We'll get right? to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But <laughs> you would hope... We will. We will. We'll get to how they get the clouds. So right now, all the land is already just the blue marble, okay? And the clouds are real-time weather, and you and that is accurate. You will see accurate weather portrayed over top of the blue marble. Okay. So you get where I'm... You get so the first chink in the armor. Yeah, so, no, where's the problem there? They're overlapping basically a texture over this 3D object, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and the, the texture is supposed to be from real space. Well, first of all, because the big problem is that they say, well, no, this thing takes photos every 10 minutes of the of the Earth. Well, it's it's not it's not like a photo of like what you consider to be a photo. If it's taking like weather photos, I'm... I'm I'm assuming it's getting a little bit more data than just like opening up like a, an aperture and having it burn an image onto like 100% you know. agree. Okay, I do 100% agree. We're just starting from a baseline yeah. okay. of we realize that there is this thing when somebody says it takes photos of the earth every 10 minutes, but it's not really like that's already a photo. wrong. Okay, yeah, it's not signature. a photo. Cool, yes. So that's the that's the claim that gets this IR signature. All now, right. the second thing that it does is it uses uh, a program called GA85, which has predicted surface air temperature departure from the 20th century average using, you know, some long acronym that nobody cares about, emission scenario, uh, and it uses a scenario up to 2095. Now, what this is, is it's simulated weather over top of the oceans. So it takes, it has a... It simulates what they think the weather is over the oceans. That's what the GA85 does. Aren't they taking real-time measurements of it, though? Are they? Why are they using this? Well, it sounds like they're just trying to get kind of a, a very macro-scale uh, ambient um, environment to throw in these new measurements into and make sense of that. Because they, they, they need what the background now, temperature and whatever is to make sense of the infrared readings. Is it that okay. is it them kind of getting overall data and filling in a model to predict like what the the clouds might look like or is it or is it a lack yes. of information because they they really don't need to scan the area and they'll just be like oh let's infill it with some random stuff. Wait, Bob, Bob are they are they taking fucking cloud data from a satellite or are they Well obviously for, for right they now, are Aaron. Of course now they are. Now all the land and water, <laughs> all the land and water isn't real. That's just the fucking composite texture. that's just a, a, a thing they made yeah it's a Come texture on. that they're wrapping weather real weather around yeah yeah so now the now we get to the next step in this and yeah. the ocean weather is all simulated okay yeah for, for on approximations which is weird because the satellite should be taking weather pictures with well. their infrared cool technology that's capturing hunga tonga bunga fucking volcano eruptions, <laughs> but it's not. It can't take a picture of a cloud over the ocean apparently. So now they're using this. So now, okay, maybe it does something else. You know, let's give them some credit. It can't take picture of the land. It can't take picture of the water. It can't take infrared data to find out what the clouds look like over the water. I'm sure though, it does something else because it does. It does have accurate weather over land, which is. Which is good, right? That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. I, I feel like we're being led somewhere. 
work. <laughs> well, that's the whole part. That's the point of presenting, Bob. <laughs> Come on. It's not like Josh, where he just leads you to fucking nowhere land and has no opinion on. <laughs> Sorry, I was in that mode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Ah, <laughs> oh, I had yeah, I had to take my chance. I had to take my shot there. So. Now, this satellite is run by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And official. One of the things that they do is they gather all of the Doppler weather radar globally and they just merge it into one tracked image and they update it every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Google Earth of weather patterns. Exactly. And they just, so they, they merged this now into. There, so all of our Doppler radar combined with weather simulations over the ocean over the blue marble. That's what it ha- that's what it does. That's it. And now this thing shows the terminator line and it, it still so they'll take like a they take this and try to act like it's real space photos by showing like a terminator line and you see like oh that's the dark part. But the everything it's it's still they still have the just cloud image in a separate file. So they have files with just the cloud images and then then a file with the Terminator line photo that they're kind of pretending they're taking to make it look like it's space photos. I'm sorry, Terminator line is referring the to dark what? Side. the dark like, side of the like earth. Nighttime, yeah. Yeah, dark side okay. of the earth. So if you compare, and this is the part that I got to find these archive photos because this is what this is one part that was upsetting me tonight. I was trying to find where the archive photos were because they moved them or got rid of them, one or the other. But if you compare the same dates, they have the simulated weather with the Doppler with the Doppler, but then they'll have the Terminator line data. So it's not getting the data from the satellite. It's not an actual. There's no actual picture, and it will line up. Even on the dark part. So, like, they don't need it to be light or dark to find these clouds, apparently. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not these images that they're presenting have nothing to do with a satellite. They don't require a satellite at all. It's just Doppler mixed with weather simulators over top of a fucking cartoon ball. That's literally all that it does. The end. Josh, what are you thinking? Are you thinking it's just, like, adding more information to the... To the model that they're generating, so that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. That that's my general thought as well, Aaron. What can you go back to? What the connection is between the um, the GOES and the Himawari? Like, is it getting the data from the Himawari satellite? Is that the no? uh, Yeah, GOES just is geo orbital environmental satellite or something like that. It's and it's Himawari provides them the data for that folder. For what they, it, I think, goes is literally what they call every weather satellite, geosynchronous weather satellite that they have, just goes in under the like category of a goes. Oh, I see. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. So I, I mean, I'm scrolling through some of the the cloud photos as well, and like seeing the time lapse of, um, the the clouds for Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, that folder, and just trying to get a sense of everything going into it and from from the you know the site description and readme docs it sounds pretty much in line with what Aaron's saying but I, I think I think there is I think it's kind of yeah just superimposing new data on top of everything that else they have available that, that still seems to be what's going on what's cool about it is that it does 
combine all of our Doppler that we have, our Doppler readings, and we can see real-time weather. But the problem with it is that everything else about it is fake. It's simulated weather over oceans, which is weird because I thought we were getting that data. Why don't we get any weather data over the oceans and only have accurate weather data on land? Why does the ocean weather have to be simulated Well, if we have okay. satellites that can get weather readings? I feel like the the weather, you know, after watching a lifetime of hurricanes on the news, it feels like the weather is created over the ocean and then it kind of dissipates and like over land. Right. Isn't that like typically how it happens? Like it picks up all the moisture and all like the um, the the change in temperatures and stuff like that. It picks it up and then it dumps it across the land and it slowly goes away. At least like that's like the the gulf coast and the um pacific southwest like that's mm-hmm. how all of our weather weather patterns are we get like huge monsoons and stuff like that that carry over and just slowly die out um and just kind of like evaporate over time uh so it's like well, i'm not saying that weather doesn't exist over ocean will you well, I don't get yeah what saying. I, i'm saying is that like it's so volatile and constantly changing all the time for them to like it's kind of hard and like a waste of time to generate what's happening there. Like they, they get overall they have- temperatures, they get overall pressures and stuff like that. And then they can be I- like, well, here's the cold front. Like they identify the cold front, the, the warm front shit like that. Like they, I totally get why you just g- generalize it. Right. For certain things. But that's not their claim. Their claim is that they have satellites all around the earth. Himori eight is just one of them. It's like the one that they, brag about the most because mm-hmm. it takes these real-time images it gives us these blue marble images that everyone goes wow must be a ball <laughs> but if they have these satellites taking all this weather data over the ocean why are they using simulated weather you know what i mean why can't they just take the satellite why would it be harder to get ocean weather it's just info getting loaded into a into a program you know what i mean like that's at the end of the day you're right yeah well the, the question too is what what are they using this weather data for what what are they trying to accomplish with uh putting all this together and with the actual satellite readings and would it be Uh-oh, josh more helpful if they uh are, are you setting me up what do you mean? Why are we getting weather data? Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, why do we know? Want to know? Have you ever watched a weather forecast? Yeah. Have you ever wanted to know what the temperatures? Yeah. If it's about to be rainy, do you get scared? No, you get like nervous because you might like short circuit, or if they waterproofed you at this point. Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! I thought I was like tripping out by that question. I Thank thought he was God. joking. I thought he was fucking with us. <laughs> what's the deal with the weather <laughs> no but how is this better than other we- like the, the ways we have of measuring and predicting weather okay i got uh, you how is this better yes. okay so uh, it, it might be what not. we use locally it might be the data that local weather stations are getting to help forecast shit like it might come what? from this and then it goes to national then it goes to like you know regional it's it's honestly no this is actually just us taking all the local all of our different doppler radar and giving us one image globally of it so this is almost more like you know all of our local data put into one big i understand that but look i'm a connoisseur of the weather channel and local weather events 
and they get shit from like my local weather station of podunk fucking town has like fucking the pressure density across the pacific northwest like coming down from like fucking alaska and it's like obviously they're they're all using it they're all compiling the data together and stuff like that honestly they could literally be getting it from the national oceanic and atmospheric administration they might be getting all of that from one source right so what's the big pitch then what's the big like aaron aaron has one big thorn in his in his ass about it so what is it i don't understand they're delivering us great weather forecasts that are about 50 percent accurate (laughs) they're what they're delivering us is what the clouds actually look like over land because they took our ground doppler radar systems and conglomerated all of the info into one source which is great that is great yeah. The part that I have the thorn in my side is is that they take that where they took ground radar readings, pile compiled them together, and then said, "This is from an outer space satellite, and and uh, it takes pictures every ten minutes. Look at the picture, idiot." That's the part oh, I have oh, the problem. So you have with. a problem with the weather fandom that they're not all like intelligent connoisseurs like Bob. Okay. <laughs> But it's what they already did is impressive, but the lie is this fucking satellite out there that apparently doesn't do anything because they tell you in the site descriptions that uh, it doesn't take picture, it doesn't take actual pictures. Uh, it doesn't get us clouds and weather over ocean because we simulate that. And all of the ground, uh, all the weather over land we get from uh, compiled Doppler radar data. So what the fuck does the satellite do? Because apparently, to me, it doesn't seem like it does anything. It's a na- It's a fake story that they put to what they actually did, which was compile Doppler radar and and add in clouds over the ocean so it doesn't look retarded. Right? It doesn't do anything, and people will go, well, I know that you're dumb because the Himawari 8 takes pictures of Earth every 10 minutes. So obviously... Yeah. Aaron, we live on a ball. Before we had the Himari 8, we were in the Dark Ages as a human civilization, okay? This has this revolutionized our daily lives. What I'll if... What, <laughs> what if... What if they just came out and said, we're not actually taking pictures. What we're actually doing is collecting a bunch of, like, complicated, like, temperature and pressure data from space. And we're, we don't actually have images to show you, but what is helping is that we send this data to all like the meteorologists and we compile all that data into like an well, actual working forecast. You know what I would say? What I would say is prove to me that you have a space satellite that's taking temperature in the mid Atlantic. <sighs> Show nice. me any proof that you're doing that. Nice. Okay. And I, I'm okay with it. If that's yeah. what you're actually doing, if that's all real, then cool. But like they t- are telling, they don't even tell a real lie. Like this is, I swear to God, these, stupid text documents that you have to go through on some FTP site that you have to go through file explorer to access and they move constantly to move the repository and just get rid of a bunch of images. They know that not many people are autistic enough to go fucking look at that or care. And when you do, they have basically their entire legal defense of anyone. If they ever got sued for bullshitting about everything else they say, because they go, well, no, no, what we actually said was this, this is just, all this simulated data that doesn't come from the satellite wrapped around the blue marble. That We said that already. We even have it right there in our site description. And that would be a, a viable defense. So, like, 
they don't as long as they don't say they say, as long as they say it the right way they can just let you believe that it's a space satellite taking these space photos even though they don't really say that they just imply it you know what i mean and i hate that it drives me fucking insane because of the confidence that these retards will go around going Oh, it takes photos every day. And then you go, no, it doesn't. They say right here, they go, well, not real photos. And, and then they come up with the next reason that it's actually real. But and they have no justification for anything they believe in. They just believe these fucking stories. You know what I mean? I want to know how they, we got to the point of them just lying about the fact that they're actually taking photos. It's like, if you're not taking a photo, just say you're not taking a photo. Just like, we can, we no, can. Well, no, they're trying to double They say images the and they let other people say photos. So if they say images, they let the news go, oh, yeah, these are space photos. And the news doesn't get, they can't get sued for anything. They can just lie about a war. I mean, like they already have complete immunity for lying. So you that's perfect. You have one group that's immune to being sued, one group that tells the truth technically but kind of implies that it's something, and the news just says, oh, no, yeah, space photos. And everyone goes, oh, I guess it's space photos. Aaron and if you show it to them, you're crazy for looking into it too hard. Why do you even care? Why, why would it even matter? You know, like, that's what people do because they need to, like, they need to maintain their worldview. Most people need to maintain their worldview or they fucking go crazy. Like, they can't actually handle it. Wait. And I just hate this lie. I, I think it's a lie. It's a, a fucking expensive lie, too. Sorry. I James, think you're getting to a very important point, Aaron, that the real the real crux of this problem is that the journalists and the people trying to tell us about these, these the satellites and space photos, that they aren't the expert meteorologists themselves. And it's really just caused a bunch of disinformation and, like, just, you know, screwed over the public and our perception of what's actually going on in space. So we need less access to the technical data to the lay people <laughs> oh, and, and the journalists. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you know where I thought you were going with that. You know where I thought you were going with that because you had a perfect segue. I thought you were gonna say, you know what? It leads me to believe is that we needed uh, Himawari eight back in dinosaur time so we could tell what the clouds were back in what for your next topic. What a beautiful segue on to dinosaurs. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go on to dinosaurs, I want one. I have one question. I got a gun to your head for you guys. Jesus Christ! Go ahead. Fucking judge. Bob, yeah. gun to your head. Does the Himawari 8... What, actually, gun to your head. What does the Himawari 8 do? Uh, I I refuse to answer that. I plead the fifth. <laughs> you have to guess. No, you have to guess what no. it does. Oh, God. Uh, it takes uh, an, an interpolation of data. That's what it does. From where? It's, <laughs> that's the thing that's supposed to be providing the data. It's a little bit too descriptive. No, that's not what interprets the data. That provides data to be interpreted allegedly. I said, but as far as I can tell, interpolation, not interpretation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, I don't know what interpolate means. Fuck. Am I? Have I been the retard the whole time? Yeah, no, the last no, ten I, seconds the whole time. Yeah, I threw I threw you for a, uh, a wrench at the very end there. Legal legal <laughs> dispute. Come on, Bob. Real real. What if you had to bet? Do you think it does anything, or does it actually not? It definitely it not does even? something. I, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, 
You think it's well, up there, and it well, does something. Well, just there, none of the things like that a, they imply it does. A 1960s calculators up there, like running some some numbers. Like that's I, I'm happy with that. I'll settle with that. Uh, that's right. a win. And I have a different gun to your head, <laughs> oh, uh, God damn for it. Josh. Hey, those 1960 <laughs> calculators can calculate your credit score. Like, <laughs> all right, Josh. Based on the info that I've shared about what the Himari Eight does, since so it's so clear on what the Himari Eight does. How did gun to your head? How did the Himari Eight capture? The Hunga Tunga Bunga Hunga <laughs> volcano eruption of 2022. What did it use to capture that that event? I mean, my 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 blind assumption is that it uh it takes infrared photos that can be correlated with heat signatures. So I I think it saw like some of the heat from the eruption or whatever. Is there I you know what? Can I ask you for just like a slight amount of homework now that you have this repository Please, open? Yes. You don't not not today. Find me any evidence that it takes any kind of heat signatures from anything. I mean, that that's like a, a shot in the dark on Josh's part because yeah, he, I, I, you know. Oh no, I know it's like, his what guess. Reasonable. That's, but that's isn't that the funniest part? Measurements can it measure from up there with. Uh, who who knows what tools it has? Like what sensory devices it has? I, infrared cameras it. are pretty advanced. Like I. I, I right. used to I used to believe in these scientists, guys. I used to think like this. Your brain naturally goes, well, it has to do something. Without this can't be filling complete in bullshit. That's why I wouldn't say anything. I don't know what the fuck it does I know. there. I don't That's the funniest <laughs> part is the, no, that's why I want you to answer because it's your head's going, All right, it has to do something. I don't I can't think of what it does because it doesn't do what they say it does, but it, ha- it can't be complete bullshit. That's right. So I, maybe I, I'm misunderstanding what it does. It does something beyond it sees in the fifth dimension is what it does probably <laughs> and i'm too stupid to know it like you you come to some conclusion to back it up even though you have no reason to back it up you know what i mean but well, i i can't say with certainty because a i've done no research myself b like i haven't contacted the people who built it which would be really interesting to find out something like yeah, that is actual capabilities true. and all the information i'm getting about it is from you which is not a, a well, you I mean, know he's reading the site I, description I, I like from yeah, yeah, I I, ha- I have the document okay. open. Yeah. Like he's it's okay. it's legit source he's reading from. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm reading from them. Like I'm not like reading a journalist take on it. More legitimate than the Wall Street Journal. Oh, I'm sorry, the New York yeah. Times. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't do anything, that that's just an indicator to me that we're not paying NASA and the Japanese Space Agency enough money. Yeah, obviously, that's what they need is more money. <laughs> that, that's how you get results, right? That's what they taught me in business school. No. Then they maybe they could build a time machine and look at weather in the dyna, in the Neolithic area. I don't know what would it be the Jurassic area. There, there, there are era. many areas: the Mesozoic era, the Jurassic era, etc. So, firstly, I would like to say, "Hey, Bobby, we talked about the weather. Are you happy now?" <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so, Aaron and Bob, what's what's the one thing we know for certain about dinosaurs? Like, we we we're still they aren't real. <laughs> okay, okay. We're still debating the feathers thing. Like we don't know if it's sixty six point six or sixty six point seven million years ago. We don't know the exact cause of the extinction, but but there is one thing we know for certain. <laughs> I like that lead in. <laughs> What's the certainty? Awesome. <laughs> the- yeah, I already said it. They're not. They didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> the, the okay. So so the one thing that we we do have concrete evidence of is that they were really really big. I mean, we have the fossils to prove it. So. <laughs> God. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We found their toe, and then we extrapolated. 
<laughs> but Go on. with that comes <laughs> really big. It comes some difficulties and some problems. Uh, you know, with with advancing knowledge in uh, you know the field of uh, biomechanics, we have a better understanding of you know of the scaling of of creatures of of animal animals. So from little bugs lifting ten times their body weight through. Uh, you know, humans and humans with gigantism and et cetera, et cetera, to bigger creatures, you know, elephants, mastodons, woolly mammoths, uh, and then into bigger and bigger creatures like um, whales in the ocean. So we, we have an idea of these scales and how these function. But uh, with that, you know, the, the very basic, um, you know, understanding of as, as something gets bigger, in it gets... Uh, Mass-wise, it's carrying around a you know cubic amount volume more mass for uh you know relative height, relative strength, being increased. So, long story short, after a certain uh, point, big creatures just can't support their weight anymore. They just have joint problems. They can't have bones thick enough to uh, to support that weight. Muscles strong enough, et cetera, et cetera. Does it make enough sense? Does that follow? Yeah, the biomechanics. So basically, to it like start yeah. falling apart when you when you scale up too large. Ligaments don't become strong enough to support such things. And all right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to translate this for the the dumb idiots like I me just did out that. there. I literally just did yeah, that. Bob, Bob, this, what are you What are you talking about? Well, no, I'm gonna get it dumber. Bob. <laughs> Is this like that okay. series of YouTube videos where you explain something to a, at, at a five year old level, ten year old level, high school, college, PhD levels? Oh my god, I love those YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, high school dropout level explanation here. So you know how like elephants are like the biggest land animal we have and they're on like four tree trunk sized legs. What he's saying is that the joints on a Tyrannosaurus, a much bigger uh, two legged animal with a fucking humongous tail coming off the back of it and a gigantic skull just made of teeth would be literally fucking impossible to exist nowadays. With our gravity and our atmosphere. Pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear this fucking stretch. Uh, well, this is why they still existed. <laughs> Look at this theory. This is going to be really based in science. Hey, Bob, Bob, I feel like there's an implication of what you were saying there. With with our gravity, um, with, do you, yes. are, you, are you suggesting that at some point in early Earth history, there may have been a, a different uh, gravity? I'm not suggesting such a thing, no. I'm not, <laughs> but <laughs> there are people that do suggest that the gravity, the density of the earth has changed over those millions of years between dinosaurs and our, our age. <laughs> well, that's actually um, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about. Yep. That's, that's exactly the direction I want to go in. So one theory to explain the necessarily, the obviously, the proven massive size of these dinosaurs is that... You know, tens of millions of years ago, the Earth must have just had less gravity because you look at other, you know, the fossilized remains of, of creatures, of animals as well. And like everything, everything seemed kind of bigger. So it, it seems to track that the Earth just had less gravitational force you know, on everything there. So it was like it was like hopping around on the moon or Mars or something. That makes sense, right? Sure. What what's their explanation for this? What? <laughs> So <laughs> we are already okay. We're already saying Earth has less gravity. It's already stupid. Ooh, yeah. So what's their what's their dumb so explanation is it for why less, Earth gravity has less gravity and also thicker atmosphere? 
Uh, these are these are two separate explanations. Okay. Oh, cool. So I mean, the, the less <laughs> then it must be both. <laughs> Aaron's so like already checked out. <laughs> it was thirty-three times thicker atmosphere back in sixty-six point six million years could ago. Just, hey, could you hear him out? Let's, let's just hear him out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Um, so, so there, right. there are multiple theories <laughs> that uh, of of how the Earth could possibly uh, accumulate more mass in order to have more gravity, and typically these follow the vein of expanding Earth theory. And there, there's several different approaches to exactly how that might have occurred. Um, let's go into theory <laughs> number one. Theory number one. Uh, <clears throat> Quantum. God, I can't do it without laughing. <clears throat> <laughs> Quantivolution. Now, what? Quantivolution? Yes. Quantivolution. Oh, it is a, uh, a portmanteau, Christ. as it were, of quantum and evolution. No, no. It's quantumly convoluted bullshit <laughs> explanation is quantivolution. If you're quantarded, if you're quantarded, where you're quantumly retarded, you will believe that quantivolution is a real Stop thing. Stop personally attacking Josh, Aaron. What? He's not a quantard. <laughs> there, so there's some the specifics fuck? go into it, but as, as a bit of a background, uh, I'll read the definition. So quantivolution theory maintains that the world from its beginnings, uh, including the world of life and humanity, has changed largely by quantum leaps rather than by tiny increments over great stretches of time. So it's the idea that there was well, kind of a single event uh, that would have caused all this, you know, accumulated mass on Earth rather than... Right, so um, this is like, like a, the Millennial what? Kingdom biblical kind of reference to dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. What? What? What <laughs> happened? Just tell me the event that they're proposing. I already hate them. Just say, just say it. Well, one, I mean, what happened? Uh, some, some scientists, some geologists posit that, <laughs> which means it's one hundred percent true, irrefutably, and you can't question uh, it. That that is that is uh, a, a a you know rainstorm weather event potentially uh, discharged from other planets, uh, probably Saturn. So the idea of like a, a great biblical flood what? is actually rain coming down from the heavens and not it's not just like regular rain it's it's you know rain coming from somewhere in space Wait, or another planet rain came from space that's their theory literally yes and it that's that's you know what created the oceans and added all of this mass to the earth oh fuck off what are you talking about there's no evidence for that being possible what's the next one that one's <laughs> too dumb that's literally that's literally in the phase of like the earth's creation right the the accumulation of of mass but like the earth as we they know it has been like very consistent with this mass i i would assume yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's right, where else Aaron? would the mass come from in order to increase the gravity like it has it come from outside it wouldn't <laughs> it that's wouldn't the have point. increased it's like, all fake yeah the the idea that the gravity has increased or decreased or whatever is a is an insane theory. Yeah, probably in like the total lifespan of Earth, like when it was like like a human year old, maybe it was still accumulating mass. Yeah, when it was so like this giant molten accumulation of Te particles. Right. Technically, we're always accumulating mass if meteorites are constantly entering our atmosphere, but. This, but they said it's not incremental. They said it's not incremental. So there's a huge yeah, that's, leap. That's, that's and, the quantum evolution theory. Yes. And they're saying that Noah's flood happened, but it wasn't God. 
It was Saturn's, Saturn's, Saturn's race. Because we, do, we definitely don't worship him with our fucking weird black cube cult. No, it, it was Saturn's <laughs> reigns that created the uh, world that we can live in now. Not God. We're science. Congratulations. What's their next theory, please? Okay, I so, can't so the, deal the, with Saturn rainstorms. Is out. That one's out. <laughs> we all agree. Done. No Saturn rainstorms. That is not what happens. That's highly improbable in my book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fair rating. I, I personally agree. Um, <clears throat> the, the next theory for expanding Earth is the uh, frozen core theory. Um, Dumb. The Move oh, on. <laughs> I'm looking at this fucking diagram that you sent, and it's dumb. <laughs> really dumb. Move on. That'll be we in the show notes for anyone they, who wants to see A, it. we don't know what our core is made out of. We don't. It's not frozen. Well, I can tell you that much. It never was frozen. Yeah, whatever's down there is not cold. That's for sure. We've well, gotten seven miles and our drill's melted, anymore. so that's... Uh, That's our record. This diagram, it says very early Earth, pre-Earth, and it's frozen core mantle. And it's like, okay, Earth now, gas-filled core, liquid layer of water, and then mantle core. Uh, no, that's not... There, we do not have a gas-filled core planet. I'm just going to say that right now. We don't... We could. We don't know. That's the point. We don't know what the fucking core is because they... they they say that it's like fucking nickel and iron melted, except for melted metals lose their fucking magnetism. They say that's no, why it's e magnetic. Everything suggests that things will get more dense as we go down and get closer to the... And hotter. And hotter, yes. Things get more dense and they get hotter. The, the idea That's why of it makes sense that it's like lava, and lava does shoot out of the earth. So right, it, at high pressure. Everything's get Yeah, so you would expect it to be a molten core... I just uh, I just hate how they say that it has to be molten like iron and nickel and that's why it's magnetic because those things are not magnetic once they're melted. Iron they lose their magnetic qualities. Well, technically not iron. It's ferromagnetic. So which means that you can actually change the ma magnetic properties as as it's in that form. I will have to look into that. Right. You sound like you know what you're talking. You sounded confident about it, so I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let pass pause for... that and look into it this yeah, week. I know about ferromagnetism, okay. but not when it comes to liquids. But whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Then, of course, the, the third theory is just that mass is added in some way over time. So there's the, the easy explanation of meteors, yeah, yeah, asteroids, meteors, cosmic dust, whatever. It keeps okay. you know, bombarding and crashing to Earth. There are other theories, too, that of the actual creation of matter from from old uh, old physics theories before our kind of modern understanding or in different interpretations of our modern understanding stuff that we've completely disproven i mean like the the law of conservation of mass is kind of universal like everything that we've ever done there's been like one example of conservation of mass not applying to it that we've ever ever found i mean and, there, there's uh, the uh, one one uh the scientist uh, scientist theorizes that it's um it, it does follow the conservation of mass and energy and that with uh you, know, you are able to create matter with uh, a large enough amount of energy and with right energy circumstances. Right. yeah yeah so okay. that 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 uh, under whatever circumstances or gradually over time that that might have created enough created enough matter for um for this change okay um, but yeah, the so overall principle here is that the Earth was smaller, less dense, 
and we've gotten bigger and more dense over time, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a kind of kind of quantified as well. The uh, understanding of what the gravity must have been at the time um, is that uh, over the last 200 million years, it would have changed from the 6 meters per second squared acceleration to the 9.8. So approximately 60% of the gravity. Um, but I mean, probably during the, okay. like, you know, the 66 right. million years ago, probably like 75% or something. But it's, okay. yeah, that, that's that's the scale of change we're theorizing here. But it sounds like none of there there's not really a great explanation from the adding mass expanding earth side of trying to answer this question can can i add to that real quick about the meteorites hitting earth of course so they estimate apparently that between 3000 and 7000 kilograms of meteors hit earth per year which is way less than i thought it would be we only get like 15000 pounds of meteors hitting the earth every year yeah, but over so let's just a couple of million years. No, well, no I, let's I have, just I have the say mass it's here that oh, would correspond with the gravity, and it's um. Hold on, oh, yes. hold on. Wait, let let me see how then let let's see how this correlates to it. How much mass Earth would have had to accumulate to account for the less gravity then for these big ass creatures? So let's just say that the maximum amount of meteor weight hits every year for sixty six point. Six, uh, six million years. Uh, basically, the Earth would have only gained about a trillion pounds of mass over, since the asteroid hit the hit the dinosaurs. Is that it? That's about. That's it. I get yeah, how much mass would have we had to have accumulated in meteors, Josh, in order to account for the amount. Uh, mass increase of one point seven times ten to the thirteenth tons. Per year, tons, not even but pounds. The thirteenth yeah. as well. So, so I gotta like, divide this by two thousand. No, what the? That'd be like a trillion tons a year. I'm at. I'm only at. We're only at five hundred. We're at half a half a billion tons. That's yeah, so it. That's, that's not nearly so enough to be in line with, with these numbers. Meteors only get only account for like 0.001% of the fucking weight needed to get to to make this theory work out. So what else what else did it? Was it Saturn meteors for a little bit back then? They were bigger. Well, well, Saturn had another belt dust. back then. Wait. It was another belt around Saturn that we that doesn't exist anymore. Wait a second. And it broke off and it's just So their first theory, Saturn rained like a bunch of mass. Down. A trillion yeah. times a trillion <laughs> pounds of rain. What are the rings? From yeah. Saturn. I mean, Saturn's really big. Just just got slurped right up into Earth's yeah, core. Yeah. Do you guys hate science yet? Josh, have you lost all well, of your no, love I, for I science yet? I haven't the real yet? explanation yet. The, the, these are oh the theories God. that along the way... Oh, these are the Josh, goofy ones. Josh oh, loves okay. to drag it along. <laughs> Oh, I just want to give you a little context for where you know where research, what the the, the the developments of theories and the direction research has taken over the years. I hate topic. you. <laughs> All right, Josh. I swear to God, Josh could give an hour long. He would find a way to make an hour long presentation of like the origins of roasting a marshmallow, and he'd like tell you like the history of the marshmallow, and then who invented the first pointy stick, and he wouldn't have any clear stance on whether or not he thought marshmallows were tasty or not, or how the best way yeah, to cook them is. 
<laughs> but at least you're right on that. I, I, thank God. Thank God he had an opinion. <laughs> nice. All right. What's this? What's the brown. real theory, Josh? Uh, so, so this uh, is something we can observe in the modern world as well. If the, the added mass theory doesn't seem to check out over the years, um, we can look around the modern world around us. We can see that where do creatures as large as dinosaurs exist? We just look in the ocean. We have whales and shit that are just enormous and just, you know, living there on Earth in the modern world. So under the same gravity, but a higher pressure, obviously. But under different stress points, though. Yeah, it's it's diff. Uh, I mean, whales aren't pressurized vessels, so the whole pressure underwater thing doesn't doesn't matter as much. Uh, what? What? Of course, they have to be pressurized. They they take. They, they oh go wait, sorry. Water. Whales are mammals. Excuse me. Um, no, you're you're right. I was I was thinking, I was thinking of fish, shellfish, or something. Something like yeah. Give them a break when the Himawari right. Nine comes out and can fucking <laughs> take pictures of whale blood for us. Then Josh should have the right data set the to of whale be able to talk about whales. <laughs> no, I, I I do science for my hey. job. I like uh, you know I'm an engineer. I do physics stuff. Oh, there's a there's a throwback. Um, <laughs> no, but but Sorry, effectively, what if so we we have enough uh, fossil evidence and, and understanding of these uh, dinosaurs' anatomy that we don't think they all resided in the water or all the giant ones resided in the water. So yeah, it, obviously. But but what if um the the atmosphere on Earth were much thicker to be more of a water-like substance and represent some of the buoyant forces that we see in the water with some of these giant creatures like whales. Maybe then okay. we can have dinosaurs be real. All right, fine. So the air is so thick that it's like they're floating on air yeah, technically and like they don't have to support their own weight because the air is so thick. What, what evidence? Okay, so <laughs> the evidence that the air was thicker is that we definitely know that dinosaurs are real because we a guy invented them 150 years ago and then we found all the bones like three years after he invented them and then we know that that has to be 100 percent true so then we know the atmosphere is thick like we i i do i i, I, I do actually have a point on oh i hate how many assumptions i hate all science is this though it's all this it's assumption built on assumption built on assumption built like a hundred assumptions in a row. It's insane. And what what would have made our atmosphere that thick? The density, the the gravity had to be a, a lot higher for the the density of the atmosphere to be like that. It had to well, have been. Well, Jabob, obviously, well, see, we've already assumed that but, dinosaurs are real. We assume that the atmosphere is thicker. Wait, Bob, <laughs> so let's just assume. Let's just assume that a tornado from Saturn blew down and blew a bunch of thick ass atmosphere everywhere, and then of course we blew it away and created the gas planet of Venus. Like you know, why not just say that? It's just as believable as rain from Saturn. It. Well, okay. Here's the other option. I'm sorry, I was like postulating there. The other option is that the atmosphere would be composed of a different chemical rather than like an oxygen nitrogen base that we have to provide similar density. It would yeah, have to be a completely different atmosphere for it to be that dense and that buoyant to help scale up the size of the mammal or like the the larger like land-based species. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying no, my best no, that, here that to is, help Josh. Um, no, that is an important part of it, and it, the atmosphere would have included a lot more carbon back then. Um, kind of two two points to that, or two sides of that as well. Is one, um, geological evidence suggests that temperatures across the Earth were uh, much more um, consistent or much more equal, and that like the poles weren't frozen back then. We didn't have like a frozen North and South Pole, which a carbon rich thick atmosphere would lend itself to um and then se secondarily more, more uh, assumptions uh, secondarily um we we have a mechanism or idea of um how we can get get a lot of carbon out of the atmosphere uh and then end up with a thinner atmosphere we have today which is a lot of it can be absorbed you know uh, by the soil and uh, a lot of it kind of is brought into the earth and absorbed by the soil um and that can account for a decent amount of it you know coming out of the atmosphere okay here's what i want to ask josh yes do you believe any of this <laughs> i mean i i think you're doing this just to make fun of it because of how fucking stupid it is but do you believe any of it how quantarded are you <laughs> oh, jesus christ i don't i don't think i i don't think the vast majority of it uh follows or is good theory I, I don't really believe this. My my thoughts are just that the, yeah, okay. the extrapolated uh, designs of dinosaurs from the tiny fossil fraction fractional fossil samples they find are just kind of a, a bad extrapolations. Right. There's way too many yeah. assumptions for this whole more gravity, less gravity, thicker atmosphere, all this stuff. They're like, well, we could potentially have the size of dinosaurs if we had like this buoyant atmosphere. And it's like, okay, well, how do we get this atmosphere? We don't know how. And it's like, there's well, so many assumptions to that. We can't, I, uh, science loves to be like, well, recorded temperatures go back to like the mid 14th century. And it's like, well, not accurately. We all know it's not accurate. I, we, we can get some <laughs> implication from uh, you know, geological layers in the earth and actual geological data. We can have some, some implication of ice ages and uh, global warming and whatever. You, you want to know what I think really we ran into? More than anything. Giants. Yes. 25 years ago, the internet was like brand new. Like people were just starting to use it in their homes and like not even half of people really. Like 1997, it was about half not, of the families not even that. were using the like internet. like 10%. Yeah, but it, it was, well, it was more than 10% by 97 for sure. I was in Whitesville, New York, and it was like 30% of the kids had computers and internet at home. Okay. It was during the times where your mom would scream at you because you were fucking holding up the dial-up and she was expecting an important <laughs> call and you couldn't use it until it was past 9 o'clock on a Friday. But most of the kids, still a lot of the kids had it. But um, I really think that what happened in a lot of these situations is these people were doing, you know, writing these theories and how much, how much, like, checkup was there on any other work? Like, really, to get to come up with your own theory, get it published in a fucking scientific journal. How many people really had their hands to do that? Twenty, at most. How many people does it have to clear to get into a scientific journal? I I would say twenty people, maybe. Yeah, I don't actually well, have a technical peer to, review process, but probably to, yeah, probably about that. To to help your argument, 
we see what the the structure of those scientific papers go through today, and they don't go through very rigorous studies in the first place, and like almost at all. But they, here, right. here's the thing that's crazy though. The reason I brought up the internet is because now we can look at them mm-hmm. at, at, in, at, in a minute. Yeah. It, yeah, if we're researching some stupid fucking topic like, oh, uh, well, now we have a gas-filled core, and you can just like, that's fucking stupid. We found that in two minutes. Whereas back in the day, to find this shitty diagram with the frozen core <laughs> on one side and the gas-filled core on the other with no explanation, you know, if you wanted to find that diagram in 1990, you had to go like to the university library and like show them your student ID and then go check in and look through an appendix and. You just took it as gospel. Like you assume that there's like these guys in lab coats really checking into this. And the reality is it's 20 or less people that looked, checked any of this to put it in a fucking science journal. And then we just take it as fact. And they peak, they kept building on all this horse shit that wasn't checked through. And now everything that we have is just built on. It's almost like when you lie and you have to then <laughs> continue the lie by stacking more lies on it's it. Sitcom. So, like, you know, we talked about the Himawari before. It's like we okay. So now everyone knows that space is real because we landed on the moon. But what if? And just ask yourself the hypothetical. What if that's a lie? They have to keep going with it. They can't just come out and go, "Well, we fucking lied about it." And sorry, we wasted. Two percent of your of the GDP in in your tax dollars every year for fifty fucking years. They can't do it. They have to keep lying. So then you have to get these dumb stories about satellites that are taking weather photos that they aren't. That aren't. It isn't what they're doing. They tell you if you just read the text document, that's not what they're doing. They're putting fucking Doppler radar over a ball and then faking the shit over the ocean. They, that's what they did. Right. And and it's the same with all this shit. So, like, wait, hold on. Our wait. evidence of dinosaurs is that one old guy fucking invented them, and then like ten billionaires all of a sudden found all the dinosaur bones in the whole world, and and started fucking faking gay museums with them. It was all a scam. They had to go through like a hundred people for dinosaurs to become real, quote unquote, in our minds. And and for the the space museum, or like what, what was it? Um. Smithsonian to start throwing it in like their museum and all of a sudden like when did that start like the 60s basically no way before that the Smithsonian started in the early 1900s I believe and when those fucking guys were out getting all these dinosaur bones the Smithsonian was taking in like 2,000 new samples for their exhibits a day holy shit that was a that was a fucking it, racket a money laundering then. scheme. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think that the 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 vetting process is on your uh, artifacts? If you're taking in two thousand artifacts a day, and your entire success is revolving around the fact that these are all real and mind blowing new discoveries. Okay, so Josh, what's yeah. your what's your point? Gun to the head. What are you trying to convince us of or dissuade us of? I don't think he is. I think he's just making fun of this. Part of the the point is what Aaron was just saying, where I had to start the segment by uh, making sure that we all agreed and all came from the same place that dinosaurs are huge and we know that they're huge. It's like, I'm thinking it's like starting a moon landing And there's no explanation for it. Uh, Yes. Yeah, it's it's like okay. starting moon landing episode and saying, uh, low Earth orbit exists. We've been to low Earth orbit. You can go to low, low Earth orbit whenever you want if you're rich enough. 
Um, but <laughs> dinosaurs are big. That, that's the point. This is the point, though. Like, so I love it. <laughs> we start off with the assumption of dinosaurs are big. So they go instead of going. They never ask the question, what if dinosaurs weren't big? <laughs> dinosaurs were big is fact 100%, and you can't question it or you're stupid. So instead of just going, what if they weren't big because this doesn't make sense? Now they're creating 17 theories about how the Earth's gravity was way less, but like all this time ago, instead of the obvious reeling it back and going, were dinosaurs big? <laughs> What do we know about dinosaurs? Because the the size that they're stated isn't possible with what we know right now. So they go, instead of going, oh, it's not possible, we fucked up somewhere, they go, well, in order, since we know it's true, in order for it to be possible, here's other things that must have happened. And it's all fake. It's all not real. None of it's real. None of it. I can tell you what is real, though. <laughs> you need to know what science oh, discovered you need to know today whether it's space or bones uncovered it's definitely fake and gay scientists have discovered space farming we have learned that asteroid soil is suitable for growing crops, certain crops, albeit, but crops. So don't get cancer and heart attacks from our uh, fucking uh, pesticide and our earth gardening. Our earth gardening. Earth you gardening. don't want to get a heart attack from <laughs> earth gardening. Do space farming with healthy asteroid soil that grows Dude. fucking. Thanks to our astroecologist, we can grow like cabbage and shit like that. No, we can't. <laughs> Look at these pictures. Look at this. Whoa. Look at this bitch. It just shows like one Chinese lady in a in a fucking spacesuit growing a growing a plant just on an asteroid. That's the picture. She's on an asteroid. Which, hey Bob, name one plant that you know that can grow without oxygen or water or uh, temperatures that are uh, you know not zero Kelvin. <laughs> What the fuck are they talking? This is all bullshit. Well, I got weeds. I hate this. I got weeds growing through my concrete, so I don't know. That, that's up in the air right now. <laughs> but, I, well, Dude, well, uh, and concrete on Earth with fucking water and and air and carbon and that is like paradise compared to zero degree Kelvin asteroid dirt with no oxygen. Hey, hey, uh, Aaron, what are they talking Aaron, about? A recent study suggests that carbonaceous chondrite meteorites can contain moisture. An astroecologist from the University of North Dakota said carbonaceous chondrite me <laughs> carbonaceous chondrite <laughs> meteorites known to be rich in volatile sources, water especially. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They all have tons of water on them. They found that asteroid soil has the best water retention. And in fact, they'll actually help supplant that. They'll help that a little bit with a little bit of moss inside of the asteroid soil to help retain the, the, the water. Because otherwise, like, so moon soil doesn't retain enough water. It's more like clay or something like that. So you can't really crop anything in that soil. Right? You getting me, Aaron? Well, uh, I. I a right. Dude, there's more evidence. I'm not even kidding. There's 
this this is real this is true and we just got done making just roasting dinosaurs and the, the like dinosaurs existing the way that they say they existed there's more evidence that there were giant dinosaurs than there is that we've even taken an asteroid dirt sample ever let alone postulating on how much cabbage we can grow on an asteroid right look we're totally fine we can grow chili peppers romaine lettuce and pink radish plants we're totally set but on lunar soil plants grew in a slower manner taking a longer time gonna have to be patient well where did they grow this at on earth uh, in this soil in, in the uh Chlorine carbonaceous asteroid le- regolith simulant and peat moss mix. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know that it's real, guys. This is how you know it's real. Is uh, we know that we have all this moon oh, soil shit. to try to grow radishes in because it's illegal to uh, t- to possess moon soil. That's how you know that it's fucking for sure real. Is if you right. have it, you go to jail. Because NASA owns it all. Right. You need a license a to study with that. And you need a license to farm with, with asteroid soil. <laughs> I fucking who knows? You probably get a dead the death penalty if you have asteroid oh. soil. <sighs> but you can buy but you make you buy a, a, a jeweler's ring that for three hundred dollars that's totally made of meteorite iron, not just regular iron. How does nickel fucking is assholes? Everyone's so fucking stupid. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's yeah. so mad. We've <laughs> uh, so been pissing him off this I'm whole episode. I'm mad for everyone. Like, <laughs> it's like watching all these retards get fucking duped, duped by this horse shit. And they're like, "Look, our wedding rings are meteorite." And you're like, "Ah, it's like watching a bully like steal lunch money from a disabled kid." I'm doing that. I'm I'm gonna get a meteorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a meteorite ring just for Aaron and rub it in his face. <laughs> And call it a mood ring. <laughs> Do it, bro. I'm gonna be so jealous of your space ring. Uh, Bob, I, I thought I thought Elon Musk had plans to terraform Mars. How does this and the, the how fertile the soil is, or the ability to make soil more fer- fertile, play into those plans? Josh, I don't know. I didn't look into that, but I'm sure it's gonna help a lot. It's it's gonna set us forward another 20, 30 years on our 150 year plan to get off this planet somehow by some mad genius. Wow, 20 or 30 years. Know. We might have gone back to the moon a second time then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you looked at any of the stuff I linked, but it was about the the buying farmland from retiring farmers and stuff like that. Yeah, the the fertility rate of natural born United Kingdom residents is 1.6, well below the 2.1 that's needed. There's a housing crisis because of immigration and all this stuff. Yeah. And they want to buy farmland to turn it into housing because of immigration. Why is, why is Bill Gates buying all this farmland when he can just buy asteroids? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is that how we're leading back in? Why not? Again, voicemail time doesn't have to be polished. Right. <laughs> Let's hear it. Easy, A.A. Ron. I don't know if it's all that inner city schooling that you can keep up with me, Bob and Josh, being absolute fans of Gamadria because we all love it. But you just <laughs> go to the link, you type it in, and you stay away from, like, the Jewish one. I thought you, uh, oh, I don't know if I can say that without being deleted, but I thought you would prefer... The non-Jewish one, the four standard ciphers, but 
don't know. No, I want to know what they're up to. Willfully misunderstanding things instead of addressing the point. Hey, hey, Ron. Oh, shit. Fucking... Well, hold on. Whoa. I didn't misunderstand shit. The the number that he said that whatever fucking word he said meant something. Remember, he said something. the N-word in 42. Oh, yeah. The N-word is 42, which wasn't 42 in any of the Gematrias. Well, it wasn't the link that Bobby said and like the and sent in the, the second number that they that it spit out. So you give enough Gematrias, enough different Gematrias, and every word means whatever number you want just, it to. It's so stupid. Just no gematria. Jewish Gematria. That's the, that's the, ooh. <laughs> that's I think that's the important <laughs> one. That's the one you want to look at. They're the ones doing all their weird schemes. I, it seems like Bobby's the, like really, you know, in tune with this. He knows what he's talking about. I have no idea. I, I'm a, I'm a virgin I would not Gematria say it, no. enjoyer. As a Gematrian layman. No. <laughs> Bobby poisoned everybody with weed brownies at my wedding, so that turns most people insane. So don't listen to him. He's like an evil hippie. Runs around bare feet and mud, and he gives you fucking poison brownies, and he's, he's a weird guy. He's like a evil woodland fairy. I had a great time. The brownies were great. Good job, Bobby. <laughs> uh, how come everybody that says they have synesthesia only talks about themselves and not to the synesthesia well i can't even say it is it because synesthesia isn't real or it's not what people are describing anesthesia anesthesia. i feel like people just go i hear this song um i'm thinking of yellow and then they tell you that they see explosions of light or something (laughs) synesthesia is fake that's the point josh do you know what he's saying Can you leave us that while pissing he flushed the toilet toilet. yeah (laughs) um that's why he said, I see yellow. He's already self-absorbed in his own fucking bathroom break while he's talking well, think, about how other people only talk about their own thing. Josh, can you clarify? That's the disorder. You can see colors. Or I'm sorry, hear colors and see <laughs> sounds. Yeah, no, that's, that seems to be... You see like sounds some, as color, like I believe. is kind of the, the generalized term... Uh, just reading from Wikipedia, it is a perceptual phenomenon in which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leads to involuntary experiences in a second uh, sensory cog- or cognitive pathway. Oh. So, it's, so yeah, it's like you said, like, yeah, you, psychosis. You see, see sounds. That's psychosis. <laughs> that's a crazy person. Well, that's, I can, yeah, you know why? I you know what I soft. don't believe is true? You know what I, I doubt is true? Take two people with the same disorder, quote unquote, and then play the same sound to them and see if they see the same color. Right. Bob, synesthesia is a spectrum of experiences. It's not one, you know, right. set misfiring that in your brain. Okay? Oh. That doesn't downplay the idea of you hear something, you see something, where you shouldn't be seeing anything because you're just hearing something. Right? Yeah, but but if you could, like, you wouldn't, wouldn't you think that, like, there could be some correlation between what they not, see. No, everyone's everyone's psychotic in their own special wait, wait, way. Wait a second. And this, this is making me think that DMT psychonaut inter, interdimensional trips are real because they have the same experience each time, <laughs> but synesthetic people don't. That is real. Yeah, no, they do have the same like experience like, every time. I, That's I saw the, actually the more and I saw scientific. The, the little gray alien guy who is telling me about my emotions or whatever. Yeah, that's more. That's actually more legitimate because people describe the same thing that they see when they're on like a DMT wow. trip, right? Whereas this is just just brain people damage. making I think something it's just up. Brain damage. So, 
I honestly, yeah. I think it's like chicks making stuff up to sound more special. It's like when they're like, my cats can see ghosts and I can see, I can see sound. They took a hit I of salvia for you. the first time. They took a hit of salvia for the first time and they thought it was like world breaking phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, I, I can see that. I, I can see a night vision like my cat. Yeah, get over yourself, you dumb bitch. Like, is, there, is this pe- peyote part two? That, that's just, yeah, yeah, that's just the psychoactive interacting with your SSRI and your fucking fucked up brain. Uh, and that's the show. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good night. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show. Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me.